Good afternoon, everybody. I hope we're absolutely fan blimmin' tastic. That's your word, isn't it? Fan blimmin' tastic. Just yeah. blimmin' in general. Blimmin'. You're saying blimmin', don't you? Blimmin' good, that. Do you say blimmin' or blimmin'? Blimmin'. I, I, I say blimmin', but I think I'm saying blimmin'. You think you're saying blimmin'? No, do you know, like. <laughs> I'm you saying, explain this one to us all, Jay. I'm saying blooming in my head, but the way I say it, it sounds like I'm saying blooming. Ah, right. Blooming God, that. So, wait, so you're saying you're saying I rather than no. you? Yeah. You're saying blooming? Yeah. It sounds like blooming. Oh, big baby kick. Oh. oh. Sorry. Oh. That was a really big one. <laughs> I felt like I kicked my gut. And blooming babies. <laughs> and blooming babies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I do say blooming. Right, interesting. Interesting. Glad you've gone through that. It's really out my day. Can end the episode That there. feels really awkward. What? That little gap that just happened then. There was no gap. I was just considering whether that was the full episode. Like, we're done now. And done. Completed it. Podcast yeah. completed we for this week. We found out whether Jen says blooming or blooming, and that'll do for the week. Anyway, episode 130. Jen, we made it. 130? I feel like that's a lot. I was uh, doing the bite size this week, and I was like, oh... I didn't realise how many episodes we'd done because it's had 140 something, but that's because the bite size ones are included. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, we're flying here. Three quarters of our way to 200. That's exciting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And we'll be nearly there by the end of the year. We're going to try and keep it up around when the babies arrive. We also had, Jen's the one would say this, so I'm going to shout out for this, but we had an idea, didn't we? What? No, stop it. <laughs> stop creating new things right before we have two babies. So we're not going to do it yet. <sighs> Turn of the year. Turn of the year. Turn of the year. When we've actually got used to the fact that we have children. But I think this is a really good idea. Yeah. And genders as well. I do like the idea. What we were thinking was we could potentially... And answers on a postcards, please. On a postcards. On a postcards. Send us more than one postcard or else your answer doesn't count. With carrier pigeon. With carrier pigeon or smoke signal. Um, we were thinking of doing a Q&A podcast, wasn't we? Where yeah. the goal is you send in your questions and the episode is like, there's no like, structure as such, we just answer them. So like... We'll just be like, hello, right, here's question one. And then I'll ask Jen question one. Hopefully be more exciting than that. No, 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 we're going to keep it really boring. Like, we want to keep it as boring as we possibly can. Um, I ain't turning up for that. That's a good <laughs> Sounds terrible. I'm start, I'll, I'll ask a question, no one will answer it. That'll be even more boring. <laughs> question one. <laughs> um, you could try doing my voice if you wanted. No, I've tried that many times, it doesn't work. <laughs> I can't do accents, they're my voices. You do a really good Scouse accent. Do, but I don't do anything else, which is yeah, just really perfected. A I put it all managed into one accent, yeah, and can't do anything else. And that's it, no man. I can do Reggie's voice, yeah, that's true. But Reggie doesn't have a voice, so it could be this could be it. This could be that could be I'd love to know I it. I feel like we've got it all wrong. Oh, 100%, but we've stuck with it now, yeah. No, you just once you created your, your voice for your pet, you, you can't go back. I, I want, do you know what? I've had an idea, what right? He's a male dog, yeah, he's about two years old, yeah. Which is fine. Voice is gonna break. The voice could break. We have got the opportunity now to create a new voice for Reggie. We've got one chance at this. Nah, I'll stick him with it. One chance. Well, I make you laugh. It's the only way I can make you laugh. I don't know if we talked about this in the past. We I have. feel like we have, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm sticking with it because I make you laugh when I do his voice. So it's not really just his voice. It's what he says. It like creates this little persona for him, and I love it. It really excites me. I am quite good on timing, aren't I? Matching what he's saying to what he's actually doing. I mean, we need to rephrase that. What? You're quite lucky at timing. Sometimes, like sometimes you'll say something, you'll go and do it, and I'm like, well, you couldn't have predicted that. It doesn't happen often because I make myself laugh when that happens. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, couldn't, couldn't have planned that one. <laughs> right then, Jen, episode 130. Yes. Ultimate guide to losing weight if you're a busy woman. These are the four absolute must do's. Like, you cannot avoid this. Like, we've helped somewhere between in the region of 350, 400 busy women over the last few years to lose weight. 
And these are the foremost dudes. This is like, this is a bread and butter, isn't it? Yeah, this is the absolute fundamentals. Like, you can't really skip or, like, turn a blind eye to these things. Like, these are the foremost dudes. Because without them, weight loss ain't going to happen, basically. And don't worry, none of it is. Eat less and move more. Um... <laughs> And I've just realised I'm number one, so I should probably start. It, I? <laughs> That'd have been a lovely segue. You were trying to segue then, weren't you? And I was like, no, it's you. Yeah, I was like, I'm ready to t- let Jen go and uh, go and uh, dive in, but never mind, it's me. Anyway, number one, less is more. You cannot, and this is one of the biggest mistakes we always see, isn't it? You cannot have four, five, six different things that you need to do every single week in order to lose weight because they won't get done. Like. The clue is in the title, you are a busy woman. You have a lot of things to do. It doesn't matter the reason, it could be your job, it could be life, it could be kids, it could be family, it doesn't matter, you're a busy person. That's probably, you. I would imagine 99.99% of people that are listening back to this are busy women. The 0.01% is me when I'm creating the bite size in about six months time. Everybody listening to this right now is a busy woman. And so if you've got five, six, seven, 10, 12 different things that you need to do in order to lose weight, they're not gonna get done because there's other things that need to happen in your week. So um, one of the things that we actually do with clients is we actually make a point of saying we're only going to set one, two or three goals a week because any more than that, and it ain't, <laughs> it, it, ain't. Gonna, it ain't gonna get done. Like, it isn't happening. Uh, I don't think there's another way of saying it. I've just said it ain't happening 15 times, but it isn't. And ultimately, and this is actually probably the most important thing, one to three things is actually enough. And something that we've seen in the past is like someone will have like, five or six different things that they say they need to do. And it, it could be anything. It could be like exercise, movement, food related, but then you might have two or three different things you're doing with food. Like, oh, I'm going to start eating at this time and then I'm going to stop eating at this time and I'm only going to do this with food. Um, and I'm going to count my calories as well. I'm going to make sure I'm trying to get my protein higher um, and I'm also going to keep my carbs lower um, and I'm also going to try and drink more water. And it's like, there's just too much going on here. Like, you're too busy. And it almost dilutes your energy and willpower and motivation. So you're trying to spread all the energy, willpower, time and motivation you've got across 20 different things. Imagine instead of doing that, you just focused it on two or three things. Imagine how much more beneficial that is going to be. Now, that doesn't now mean you're not going to do more than three things. In fact, one big thing we know is is that when someone only has one to three goals, they end up doing more because they've got the bandwidth and energy to do it. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can do more. I've got the ability to do more. Whereas when you target 10 different things, you're like, oh, I'm shattered and I've only done three of them. Like, I can't do any more than that. Which means that when you get to those weeks where things are like potentially a little bit busy, you've got a bit more on, maybe you've got like, I don't know, like the summer holidays have just been um, and obviously like the kids were at home, so you've got more to do. It allows you the mental capacity to kind of like dial down a bit without feeling like you failed. She's like, well, I was doing three every week and I'm just going to drop down to two mm-hmm. compared to I've been trying to absolutely smash 10 different things every single week and I've not managed to do it. And now the kids are off school and now I'm going to have to only do one or two things and it just feels all over the place. Whereas what we want, and this is one of the big reasons, one of the main reasons actually that we get not only great results for the client whilst they're working with us, but the reason they can sustain them long term is simply because less is more. They're doing less than ever before. I would also say that I've seen clients like find that really challenging as well because you're so used to, when when you've done a diet in the past, you're so used to throwing everything at it mm-hmm. to make it work that when you just start doing one to three things and that's working, you're like, hmm, what? Like, I feel like I should be doing more. Like, we see that a lot with clients, don't we? Like, I feel like I should be doing it. Like, I'm like, yeah, but it's working. Why? <laughs> like, you yeah. don't need to do more. You're doing enough. Like Phil said, like, one to three things is always going to be enough. And I think there's this need, like, or, or this belief when you've come from a dieting background that, that we should be 
like breaking ourselves to, to get to where we need to because that's just what you've done in the past. I think there's an element of self-sabotage as well as that idea of, well, I've not got the time to do more than three things, but less than three things isn't enough. It's almost like you create this idea that nothing will work. So I, I can't do one, two or three things because if I only do that, it won't work. Mm-hmm. But it, I need to do four or more. However, I can't do that either because I don't have the time or energy. So it's like we create a... It's like a limiting belief, isn't it? Yeah. We create a lifestyle ahead of us where actually non- nothing's going to work, so I may as well not try. And that limiting belief is often holding you back, which is why, as Jen just said, it's really difficult when we come along and say, well, we're actually going to do less than we've done before. It's like, oh, no, I have to do more. All right, cool, we'll do more then. Yeah, I don't have the time to do more. Yeah. All right, cool, so we're going to do nothing then. And that's what's safe. So doing less can be so beneficial, so, so, so beneficial. And that, and I think as well, that's where it's not your fault that that thinking is created. That is absolutely mm-hmm. diet culture's fault. And, and that's where... Like when people come to us and they're like, oh, I've just not got enough time to commit to like working with you guys. And like, well, that's because of how you've done it in the past. Like, oh yeah, if you sit on a discovery call with Jen for 50 minutes and say you've mm-hmm. not got enough time, well, you've just spent 50 minutes on a call <laughs> and you need less than 50 minutes a day. So if you've got 50 minutes today, you've probably got five times as much time as you're going to need each day. So you do have the time. It's just a normal belief to have because as Jen said, yeah. past diets have told you that you can't. It's never your fault. Never, ever, no, ever your fault. Next one is prioritizing um and as always with us it comes back to a bit of planning (laughs) i feel like that's our one thing in it um but i've got two um people in my mind one um is nicola and one is emma who both i don't think either of them might be saying this um were very resistant to any form of planning (laughs) very resistant and again this is a common trait that i see with busy people don't know why don't know what the barrier is with it, but um, there's probably some psychology behind that there. A lot of the time I see it is because work is so planned that you want some kind of yeah. spontaneity outside of work. So it's like, well, I'm so focused from eight till six, like with I've got this meeting and yeah. this meeting and this meeting and this meeting and this meeting. I don't want to plan outside of that as well. And it's like, yeah, but look how thing, look how well things work when you're at work. Look mm. how fluid it is. Look how everything always gets done pretty much because you've got everything planned in. Yeah, but I want spontaneity outside of my life. Again, sometimes it comes to self-sabotage. Yeah. You probably don't. It's just safer to not have a plan because then you can't, there's nothing you can fail at in theory. Yeah. If I don't have a plan, I can't fail. Yeah. And actually, in reality, it's having the plan that's going to allow you to succeed. 100%. And it took a while for both of these um, clients to kind of work through that. But Nicola said, like, so she's she was worried about some holidays and getting stuff done with the kids being at home and stuff. And she said that um, her success over summer holidays was absolutely due to planning activities into a week rather than leaving them and hoping you can fit them in, which we know would never happen. And that is like the key to it. And I think Emma's words were, um, it's been an absolute godsend. (laughs) So you, you already know that you're busy and you have been for years and that is going to continue to be a thing for you. Like a lot of the ladies that we work with are either like super busy mums or like high flyers at work doing really well in the jobs um high up in the career or or both yeah or or doing both so a lot of energy for them is going into either of those areas of their life so that's never going to change because that's something that you're passionate about so it becomes a if i get time but realistically what you're saying if you're telling yourself i'll do it if i get time all you're saying is I won't be doing that. Mm-hmm. So either plan it in or don't say you might do it. Because if you say you might do it, it's just going to reduce that self-belief and confidence in yourself. Because by putting that woolly statement out there of like, oh, I'll do it if I get time and then never actually doing it because there's no plan to help you make it happen. 
you're just chipping away at that belief that you can do it and that confidence so you're almost setting yourself up to to fail and make yourself feel worse basically 100 and I, i've just touched on it but it's really important to mention that the reason that most people don't make plans is because they're worried that they won't do it and then feel worse yeah but saying that you might do it takes the exact same amount as, of effort as saying i will do it like there's no difference in energy or effort and also if you don't do it it will have the same negative impact and yet we still continue to say I might do it. You're actually better off saying I won't do that. Like that's something I'm not going to do this week, which comes back to that less is more idea. Mm-hmm. Like this week I'm not going to do X, Y, or Z, whatever that thing is. I'm gonna let that go this week because this is my priority and this needs to happen. That's better than if I get time. I think as much as we don't wanna go all or nothing thinking, we do need to actually be really focused and quite strategic when it comes to planning your day and week. Mm-hmm. Not all or nothing. It's not like I'm gonna do everything or I'm gonna do nothing. But it needs to be more about, I'm definitely going to do this and I'm definitely not going to do that. Rather than throwing a load of stuff in the middle, like, oh, I might do this. Oh, if I get time to do that. Oh, that looks good if I do that. Oh, I might yeah. try and get a bit. No, what are we doing? Like, are we getting two workouts in this week or are we doing four? Like, neither is better than the other, but which one is it? Like, let's look at your week. Well, if I get time, I might do four. No, I don't care about whether you get time or not. How many can you actually physically do? You know what your week looks like already. Everybody does. We all do. We all know what our week's going to look like. Yes, we're going to have curveballs thrown at us. Kids might be ill, they might be off school. Uh, something happens at work that we wasn't expected. But we'll deal with that when we get there. Or we'll make a plan B before we get yeah. there. Let's not pretend that we might just have this random amount of time that just isn't coming. Yeah, it's so true. And 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 I think when, when you are in that mindset, which, like I say, past me, a lot of the people that we work with, that perfectionist that um, got to do it all or it's not good enough, it's really hard to say that actually, no, I don't intend to do that this week. But actually what it allows you to do is get stuff done. Do you know what? It's like, think about perfectly not doing something. Like, we always think about perfectionism of doing everything. Why don't you perfectly not do something? Like, I'm not going to exercise. Like, I don't know. It could be anything like, maybe you usually exercise three times. So you could say, I am going to do two sessions this week. You're still allowing yourself to think in a way of doing stuff. You're just doing less. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to do that third workout that I would usually do. You're still making definitely statements and guaranteed statements. You're just doing it with a more flexible lifestyle, which is easier to live. Yes. Number three, plan things in as actual meetings with yourself. And this actually links up the last one, and we touched on it in, in point one as well. But when you look at your week ahead and you're like, oh... I might try and get to the gym at six o'clock on Monday. Right, that's not, you're not going to the gym at 6 p.m. on Monday, it's not happening. Because there's no intention there. You're just saying you might do it if the stars align and everything works out and everything goes okay. And there's a red carpet there that you can walk down and get in. Like, it's not going to happen, right? If you said to yourself, I'm going to go into my diary right now, like my online diary that people use as a booking system for booking the meetings. And at 6 p.m., I'm actually going to block out whatever it is you need, 90 minutes, whatever it is to get the exercise and get back home or whatever. I'm going to block out the 90 minutes and I'm just going to put exercise. I'm going to mark it as busy so that no one else can book in. I guarantee you, nine times out of 10, you end up at the gym on Monday at 6 p.m. Because it's an actual meeting that you've booked in with yourself, this does two things. It stops anybody else booking in. So no one else can book in because it's busy. And no one else can do that. No one else can get into your... It'll say 6 p.m. is taken. It won't show them why it's taken. Not that it matters, by the way, because I think we should all promote the fact that we're exercising uh, to clients and colleagues and friends and employees and whatever. I think we should do that because I think it will spread the message that it's beneficial for us. But not only will it do that, what it will also do is it will impact the decisions that you make as well. So you're like, right, if I'm exercising at six, I need to make sure I get out, out of work for our five. Now, to get out of work for our five, I'm going to need to start 
insert task, whatever the thing is, at four, because that's going to take me 90 minutes. So I need to start that at four. But to start that at four, that means this needs to happen at two. And it means that at 12 o'clock, I'm definitely going to have to start my dinner. Because if I don't, then I, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. Then I'll not get there. And all that happens simply because you went onto Google Calendar and booked it. That's it. That's all you did. It was nothing complicated. There was zero willpower, zero discipline. There was no amount of effort or energy. You just went in and went, Monday, 6 p.m., gym. And then you clicked on recurring and you made it every week. Yeah, and do you know what? This works really well for families as well. I remember um, Lucy, Lucy yeah. yeah. So Lucy had um, a family calendar that she did on Google Cal and it had her stuff in there, her husband's stuff in there and all the kids' stuff in there. And what you can do on Google Calendar is you can actually like toggle like people on and off. I didn't know this either. I was like, yeah. absolutely mind-blown. It's so good. So like she could toggle everyone else's calendar off and see what her day looked like. She could also toggle like her and her husband's on so she could see who was out that were when. So she could have everything there or just herself there. But I think the really nice thing is it's having that communication with your other half of um, this this is the meeting I've booked in with myself to go and do X, Y, and Z. But also, same goes both ways. Like, have they got their time to book in their meeting with themselves as well? Um, because you've got to support each other. Like, the, the, the clients that I've seen be more successful with this in terms of a family life are the ones where they get on board with it together and they both have time booked out for themselves so that they can both get that what they need basically mm-hmm. um so like even utilizing that as um booking a meeting in with yourself in a family capacity is really helpful as well um, and then number four instead of i can't i'm too busy do this because this that 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 sentence that you're saying to yourself i can't i'm too busy or even i'm really busy this week you are already setting yourself a limitation because you have created a story that you're a busy person and that that means you can't get stuff done and that might not be on a conscious level you could be doing that super super subconsciously without even realizing that you're doing it but essentially by saying that sentence you're already limiting what you're capable of right now so instead of saying i can't i'm too busy what we want you to do is flip that round and ask yourself, what would I need to happen for me to be able to do this? You know, there's something, and this is, I, I absolutely love this. Um, you might have heard it before. It's either the fixed or the growth mindset. I remember reading about this when I was doing my uh, teaching degree. And that fixed mindset is where you are very insular. You kind of, you, you, you're stuck in that belief and you don't think things can change whereas a growth mindset is going okay maybe I am busy but how can I still make this work you're looking for opportunities to grow and work through that thought and what it does is it actually allows you to come up with a solution and 99% of the time there is one speak to me if you need support with this because sometimes you can't see it for yourself I've, I've, I've sat down with so many ladies um, particularly mums who feel like they've not got time to do everything that needs to be done and I've sat down with them and planned their weeks out and we've literally like spent an hour on a call doing this um, and they've gone whoa <laughs> I actually can do everything that I need to do and I've been like is that literally everything that you can think of that you need to do in a week and they're like yeah and I'm like it's blank boxes there pal <laughs> like there's still stuff in there 
that there's still time in your week that has got nothing assigned to it. I think a lot of the time we just believe that we can't and therefore don't. So by actually looking for a way to see this from a different point of view and a different angle and having somebody else come into your life and go, well, let's let's see how we can make it work can really transform the way that you think about this belief that you're too busy. And don't get me wrong, like, I know you're busy. Like, mm. I'm not denying that. I'm not taking that away from you. But it's more that idea of, like, despite being busy, how can I still do what I need to and want to do? Um, and that that that's the key to it, isn't it? Like, it's, it's knowing that you are busy, but that's not going to stop you from doing something. Absolutely. And again, it comes back to the idea. It is a belief. And, like, we speak to people all the time. And like, yeah, but I'm busy. And, like, everybody we've ever worked with is busy. Like, it's... And it comes back to the mindset side of things. Like if you believe you can't because you're busy, the only difference between you and someone who is actually maybe busier than you is that they just believed that there was a solution. That was it. That was the only difference. Like right now, if you're sat here and you're like, yeah, but I've got a kid. It's like, yeah, but what about the person who's got three kids and no support, but is exercising? And if you've got, and it's not about comparing and saying you're, you know, like, oh, well, I'm worse than I'm not trying hard enough. It's never that. Just right now, you just can't see the solution. Like the mm. solution's there somewhere floating around. You just can't see it yet. When you see it, you'll go, like Jen says, like, oh, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I do have the time. Like, it is there. I just couldn't see it. There was a barrier up. There was a wall up. There was something stopping me from doing it, but there was a way of doing it. I just couldn't see it yet. And once you can, you recognise you're still busy. That mm. hasn't changed. You have the same amount. You're still doing the same amount of stuff every week. In fact, you're actually probably doing more than you was because you've not added in some form of exercise or you've added in some kind of planning food or whatever it might be. And now you're getting results as well, which makes you feel even better. You're now more motivated. You've got more energy. You're sleeping better. You're stressing less. Life's better. You're happier. You're healthier. Everything feels fantastic. But if you'd have like, I don't know, gone back six months, you'd have been like, yeah, but I've no time to do this. Six months into the future, you've got the same amount of time. Nothing's changed. Your life is still just as busy. You've just changed the way in which you look at it. So, um, Sorry, just before you go off that point, I was just going to say it comes right back around to what we said at the beginning and that idea that like the way that you've done it before, if you've done diets, probably makes you feel like you haven't got time. Mm-hmm. And it is just coming back to that idea that if you do it differently, you do less and you get more from doing less. And I think that is the key for busy people. It's knowing that there is a different way to do it and it involves you doing less and getting more from doing less. 100%. I was only going to recap anyway, so oh, less is more, prioritise, plan things in as actual meetings and instead of, I can't, busy. So what would need to happen in order for me to be able to do insert thing? <gasps> Just realised when this episode goes out, it's going to be my birthday. It is, happy birthday, Jen. Tell me happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jen. Tag me in your stories. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> as a birthday present, just share the podcast. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, if you want to give me a present for my birthday, if you've listened to this podcast, put it on your story and say um, and tell people to go and listen to it. That's that that can be my present. Yeah, it's very kind of you all. <laughs> on the spot, Jen. That's my birthday present to you. Go on. It's not. I've got you something else, story. Um, oh, thank you. You've already got me two presents. I have. Well, I've already given you two presents. Yeah, it's really nice. So um, Birthday weekend, isn't it? Phil, Phil on Thursday night just started this thing of birthday weekend, and I was like, oh, that's fun. Like, not expecting anything from it. Thursday night, just about to go to sleep, tells me he's put me a facial in for the day after. What a lad. I know. And then last night, just before we went to bed, tells me he's taking me to a, um, a little brunch spot that we've tried to go to quite a few times, but can never get in. Booked so, in advance, didn't I? Booked in advance, so we're going today for a little 
brunch our favourite sorry little hiccup there um, it's going to be a bit of a, bit of a rubbish evening tonight and there's nothing to tell you about tomorrow about <laughs> we've got a busy day tomorrow I literally couldn't fit anything planned in no we are going to um, a family friend's ruby wedding anniversary tomorrow Ooh, ruby 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 ruby, ruby. Ah, ah. it's nice doing some stuff fantastic got to do stuff in small amounts at the minute you but <laughs> five minute chunks five minute chunks yeah right on the spot Jam. yes if you could be a professional sports person in any sport in the world what would you choose and why tennis no swimming yes yeah, swimming why don't you just do water polo then it's basically the bottom <laughs> <laughs> uh, tennis came into my head straight away but did, yeah. I think I think swimming swimming why swimming I used to love swimming yeah I used to be really really good at swimming oh. do you know what sad story of my life I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast That's it's, it's been a while if I have but I used to be a really good swimmer. Like when I was like eight, I was swimming with like the thirteen-year-olds. I was getting to a point where like they were considering like making me compete and stuff. Um, and a really, really horrible swimming teacher. Oh. Like really, really nasty. He was well known in Wigan for being like an awful man. Really? Yeah, really bad. Um, made me quit swimming. Flipping out. That was it. Didn't ever. Do swimming you again. tell me who he is and I'll go and push him in the pool. <laughs> and I, I, I remember my first swimming teacher. Mm. She was the nicest lady on the planet. She was called Helen. Still remember her name. Can see her now. Stood at the side of the pool. Vividly. <laughs> oh? I can remember what she looks like. I honestly feel like that must be one of my uh, earliest memories. Woman with flippers on. Armbands <laughs> <laughs> and flippers. Yeah, but I used to absolutely adore swimming. Um, and now I've... That's, that should be my goal to get back into that because I've lost all confidence with it. I'll do mm. breaststroke and I love breaststroke, but like I can't remember how to breathe and stuff. So like I can't do proper lengths if I went like doing. I'd love to do like a big swim. Maybe that's like post pregnancy goal. Like the, the, do you like the? Yeah. Uh, there's one in the lakes. Isn't there? Like your friend at the gym did the Windermere one. My friend at the gym. Yeah, Jamie. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, she did like a 5k swim at window, in Lake Windermere didn't she she did yeah you should do that I feel like I, I've said this in the past before and I've never done it I, but I think I'd need like some like lessons again to just teach me how to swim because I forgot mm, that's I, fine I, I, like, it's the breathing thing for me yeah it's well hard I know the concept of it like put your head in the water as your arm comes up you lift it to the side and breathe but it doesn't work when I try and do it, it. No, it's never that simple <laughs> yeah so um, I'd do it with scuba diving gear on but I wouldn't do it without. Yeah. I feel like my body's built quite well for swimming. Very tall, long limbs. Yeah, I've got yeah. a lot of power in my legs. Yeah. And I've got quite big shoulders as well. Mm. So I think I'd be good at swimming. And you've got girls. That helps. <laughs> Cheater. <Yeah. laughs> I eat gillyweed every night. Yeah. <laughs> Explains why you stink. Right then. That was for Harry Potter fans only. It won't make any sense if you've not read Harry Potter or watched Harry Potter. See, which doesn't count, you have to read the books. Hey, Phil... Uh, Jen. Do you know why I just said that? Because mm. of you playing that DJ thing. Oh, yeah. So, there's... Um, you have to go on YouTube and type in DJ Harry Potter. DJ Harry Potter, is that what you type yeah, in on YouTube? because I knew you wouldn't know what to type in, because it's always me that searches it. So, there's... Um, I heard Phil one morning listening to this, like, thing, and I was like, what is that? Listening's a very polite way of putting it. <laughs> Sprinting around the living room. Dancing around the living room by the time I got down there. And it's like a Harry Potter remix that is absolutely brilliant. Um, and you must have listened to it what like 20 times on repeat and yeah. it's what a 30 second video maximum mm, yeah. and honestly it was stuck in my head all and still now there's a little bit where Voldemort goes hey, 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 it's in it. and then um, 
did I did a noise like that a minute ago. Phil was like, I know what watching, and he, he put it back on. That's it nice. is it is good. It's class. It's got a fun drop in it. I just want the full thing no that I don't you want a full song of it this is the problem we're in 2023 and it's just like small little snippets of everything show me the full thing <laughs> like don't need to make everything for TikTok you can make it for me as well as a adult my I'm swelling up okay so I need to cool down again right, why Why when these podcasts happen is it always hot well trust me Jen it won't be in a couple of months so don't need to panic about <laughs> it then point. it'll be I November I should enjoy it while it's happening it'll not? be freezing when we're doing that Q&A podcast never get nice weather around my birthday so I'll take it it could still throw it down come Monday true Fingers we did predict last isn't... week's podcast that it was supposed to be nice I think it's changed now I think it's rain oh, that's a shame I that's, know that spider's gone on it which is good oh Honestly, we were recording the, po- the private podcast for our clients the other day and the world's biggest spider, we're convinced it's pregnant because I've never seen anything like it. The body... Size of my head. It's huge. Yeah. You tried to take a picture of it, it just didn't translate, did it? No, it didn't, yeah. Imagine we see it give birth and there's just loads of tiny little spiders that just like start running on the web. So when we was recording the podcast, I said we might need to move out. That's just confirmed. <laughs> Because there could be, don't spiders give birth like thousands so of spiders? Many, do they? Yeah, like loads. Oh well, gosh. I'm going to Google that. I, do, I just feel like there's so many spiders right now. I know, what's like, that about? They're just everywhere. We talked about this on the private podcast. We probably shouldn't get into it again. But it's just really blowing my mind how many they are. Are you researching how many babies they have? Yeah, how many babies do spiders have? How many eggs can a house spider lay? Ugh. Eggs? Were they laying their eggs? Oh, do they, they not give birth then? Oh, so so it can't eggs. be pregnant. Well, no, they lay eggs though, so could the eggs not be... Also, it's just that big. What? Interesting. No, so I'm saying like... If, oh, would so the eggs not be, be in there? Would the eggs not be in there, then they lay the eggs, and then... I don't know. All right, well, more research needed. We'll get back to you on this. <laughs> oh. The, the, so there's a, net, there's a spider here that might deposit more than 200 eggs in their egg sacs. Oh, no. Where's, he gonna put, where's she going to put them? It's, oh, there's loads of different spiders here. I don't, how am I supposed to know? Common house spider. It weren't common. It were massive. It's not that. <laughs> Definitely brown house spider. I don't know. There's no photos. How am I supposed to know? Right. Well, we'll research about pregnant spiders and we'll feed back next week when uh, we've found the solution. So tune in next week for Spider Talk. And we may have moved house by then if they have given birth to tens of thousands of spiders. It won't be here. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure as a birthday present for Jen, you share the podcast and we'll catch up with you next week. Bye.